Hello and welcome to the Best on the Rock podcast. I am your host, Melissa Best, and today I've got a very special guest with me, Mr. Michael Davidson from the Traders US Season 1. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to see your face. We've been chatting a little bit since, I guess, since Traders Canada aired, Um, and it's nice to see you kind of, quote unquote, in person. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's it's really nice to, yeah, I agree. Yeah, to be able to see each other. So first of all, happy Thanksgiving. I can't believe I made you a podcast on Thanksgiving. It's different in Canada. We like our Thanksgiving is beginning of October, and you guys are like now. really, yeah. Like my Thanksgiving is I don't know remember the date, yeah. but it's usually around the tenth or so, like that week. So, oops, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> No, it's fine. Um, I actually celebrated Thanksgiving yesterday, so I'm all good. I'm all good. Oh, I had okay. nothing to do today anyway, so it's all good. Today is Thanksgiving, but we, we celebrated yesterday. So Okay, perfect. So you're not going to fall asleep with a turkey coma while we're chatting? I mean, I may fall asleep, but it won't be from a turkey coma. <laughs> not with me. You won't fall asleep with me. Or I will keep you awake, that's for sure. Um. So yeah, so let's get into it a little bit. So I know you just because we're kind of like trader fam now, I guess you'd say. We've both been on the same reality show and I yeah. feel like we're kindred spirits a little bit. Absolutely. I agree yeah. with that 100%. Um we have like it's it's funny cuz you you'll post stuff and I'll be like, "Ah, I totally would share that same meme." You know? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like I I feel like we have very similar like beliefs and lifestyles and I mean even though we're like I don't have a clue where you are in Canada um, it's so far. funny because like when I think about Canada <laughs> when I think about Canada I think it's just like there but then I look at it on the map and it's like oh it's the same size as all 50 of our states so mm-hmm. uh yeah uh, you yeah I don't really know where you are like you're probably not next door neighbors with Erica you know so no it's it, it's so funny because like even with uh with Rick he's been doing a cross Canada tour for uh, a company he used to work with called Much Music which is like Canadian MTV and yeah. he's been doing like this tour and every time he goes to the east like easterly provinces because I'm the furthest east of can in all of Canada. So he'll go to like another province and he'll be like, Hey Mel, I'm going to be in New Brunswick this week. Like, do you want to come out to the show? I'm like, cool. That's, you know, a plane ride for me. So probably not, but I do appreciate the invite (laughs) and he's from Canada. So, you know, you're not in the wrong for thinking that everything's close together because it feels like it should be. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think of like Niagara Falls right across the border. And then, like, no, you guys are way over there at Washington, too, on that side. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you guys have states. Like, I don't, I don't know how it works. But, I know. And yeah. I'm the yeah. same way when it comes to the states. I, like, I don't understand the difference between, you know, because I'm, I'm a province yeah. person. Anyway, that's the same thing, too. Like, yeah. I don't understand. You guys do Fahrenheit for temperatures and we do Celsius. Mm-hmm. And that Fahrenheit Is it cold throws there? me off. It's, it's freezing here. Yes. Today was... And again, I don't know if you're going to know, but it was minus like three, which is freezing to me. It's not, that's not that cold. That's like mild for what we get, but like it was minus three today and I was very cold. I'm going to have to Google it later. Like, yeah, what's the conversion? Yeah, yeah, the conversion. Is it cold? It's like 20 degrees. Yeah, it's about 20 degrees here. Uh, Depending on the perspective, 32 degrees is considered freezing. 
So okay. it's about 20 degrees right now. So. Oh, wait. So the higher you go up, the colder the lower, the lower you go down, the colder it gets. Okay, so you're below freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just so like if I were to you. put a bowl of water out there tonight, it would it would be ice in the morning when I went out there. Oh, okay. You're way colder than me, though. I'm I'm at the beginning of winter right now, um, so it's not too too bad. Mm-hmm. But am I frozen to you? You I'm are. Mm-hmm. My, I'm having you're, like you're these 20 weird. Degrees. Yeah, I'm having these. Uh, technical difficulties hang on i'm gonna pause this okay we are back we just had a brief um intermission that nobody is going to notice because it's just gonna run together because we paused the camera but i'm having technical difficulties we may freeze up a little bit and shut down um but this is our first episode this is so welcome to my very first episode of the best on the rock podcast michael you should feel very honored I do. I feel very, very honored. Very honored. Good. Um, so I want to get into a little bit about your reality TV experience, your background mm-hmm. on like why you wanted to do your show, how it was when you did it. How did you get into it? Like, like, give me, give me some details here. Like, how'd you get started in all this craziness? Okay. So first I'm a massive reality TV fan. Like my mama, she raised me. And so there wasn't really physically a whole lot she was able to do with me. And she was like in her late sixties, early seventies when she took me in. And so she was disabled. She physically wasn't able to do a lot. We never went on vacation. We never did fun stuff because she physically wasn't able to. Um, So we bonded over cooking and watching reality TV together. And so I remember watching like Big Brother with her, like way whenever I was a little kid watching Janelle and Kaser. And I'm like, oh my, if she only knew that I've like spoke with Janelle and Janelle's oh actually on season two. So like there's, and I'm like, but you know, she passed away in 2016. I, I wish that she um. was here to see this with me. I wish because she loved Rachel and I'm like really good friends with Rachel. But anyway, so I've been a massive reality TV fan forever. And so, um, I've always wanted to do Survivor, but I've been very insecure. I used to weigh 320 pounds. And so I just, I just never really went for it because I'm really shy and easily embarrassed. And I was like, what if I'm the first person voted out? What if I fail? What if I do this? Everyone's going to make fun of me. It was never once crossed my mind. Um, who cares? It's a super cool experience. I can talk about when I'm 80. It was always, what if I fail? And it was, the thing was, my fears were other people's opinions. It was never my own thing. And so I remember watching Sari in uh, Survivor Game Changers. Um, I think it was episode 10, season 35, 36, maybe 35, I believe it was 34, actually. I think it was season 34. Um, she had a water challenge and she just bombed. I mean, she done terrible, but she never gave up. And it was like inspiring. And I was like, my biggest fear is that happening to me. And the feedback and the response that she got was like, whoa you know and so i applied for survivor and i did fairly decent in the casting process um but like i said i weighed 320 pounds at the time i probably would have died and been airlifted out on day one i mean let's just be honest and so um i ended up getting cut and but through that process i started following the casting people that i worked with and every time they would tag somebody I would follow that person too. It's like, I'm networking. I'm getting to know every one of these people because I'm not giving up on my dream. 
And so I would follow somebody. That person would tag somebody. I would follow that person. That person would tag somebody. I would follow that person. And eventually I followed actually Aaron, who was our casting director, and then a lady named Jazzy. And Jazzy posted a flyer for Traders. And I was like, you know what? That sounds fun. I'm going to send her a DM. And so my hope, I guess, was that I was going to send her a DM and be like, hey, totally interested in this new show you're talking about. There's most likely not going to be very many applicants for a new show. So maybe if I send her a DM, she'll just say, hey, you're hired. let's interview. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and but no, it wasn't like she literally responded and said, well, apply. And I was like, oh, God. There's like mm-hmm. a million people probably applying. It's never going to work out. So I applied, and the very next day, I got a text message, and it was like, hey, my name is Meg Malley, and I'm a casting producer for The Traders. And being the massive reality TV fan, I am like Meg Malley from Big Brother 17. That Meg Amazing. Malley? Like Megan, Megan James? Meg, Megan James? Like Meg married to Mike from Survivor? <laughs> what? And so... I didn't even respond about the show. I responded and said, from Big Brother? And she's like, "Twas a long time ago. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't say this. I'm a massive fan. Like, what? And she's like, okay, we're talking about traitors here. Like, not yeah. not on Big Brother. And I'm like, no, we're talking about your time on Big Brother. You literally just texted me. And so, yeah, so she called me, and it was like the domino effect. I mean, day after day, I don't think a week went by. And I applied very late in the game. I applied um, January, I think January 18th is when I applied. January 19th, I got my text message. I had my first interview with casting on January 28th because it was my daughter's birthday. And I feel like a rock star on Big Brother, my daughter's birthday. (laughs) And so, uh, but yeah, I was late for her party um, because I was on a Zoom. I had no idea what it would entail because my survivor was, pre-COVID so it wasn't like all on Zoom or anything and so um, this interview lasted for the love of God like two hours and I'm like I don't have time so I literally turned my phone off and pretended like my electricity went out because I was like I'm I'm never going to make it Um, I got to get to my daughter's birthday I'm like 30 minutes late to my own kid's birthday party I'm sorry so like four hours later after the party, I come home and I respond to the message that I got. And she's like, hey, something happened. I was like, sorry, my electricity went out. Totally lied. Oh it my- didn't go out. Amazing. So, she- <laughs> so you're perfect right there. You're like, what, you know, when have you ever lied? <laughs> Today. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, I actually, I think we got everything. We're good. And so a couple weeks into the process, I got to thinking, you know what? My dream is to be on Survivor. Most likely, I'm not going to be picked for Survivor if I do traders. So I texted Meg and I was like, listen, what's the likelihood? I think I I don't think I want to do this. I'm going to back out. And she's like, well, I can't tell you anything that's going on in the process, but I can tell you that you're very, very well liked. I don't think you should. I said, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to back out. So I backed out oh a couple of days later. Yeah, a couple of days later, um, got another text message, and I was like, I really don't want to give up on my dream of being on Survivor. Survivor is my absolute dream. So I reached out to the casting producer that I worked with when I went through the process for Survivor, and I was like, what are the odds of me being selected? And she's like, it's like a five-year process, most likely. They're going to wait till you're forgettable, um, and then maybe give you a shot. And so I was like, God. And so I was married at the time, so I was talking to my wife, and I was like, you know, I don't I don't know what to do. And she's like, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. Don't ever pass up on anything 
cool. You know, you don't know what the doors are going to open. There's so many people who's done crossovers and other shows that could happen for you. Don't ever pass up something cool. So um, I decided to text Meg back. I was like, okay, I'm all in. And um, I got the call uh, probably the end of March that I had made it. And I flew to Scotland. And when I got there, I didn't even interview in person with the producers. I, they were wow. already gone. I flew out two days before filming started. Um, everyone was already gone from the hotel. I had a Zoom interview like the night before with the production team and all the Peacock execs. And um, she told me on my Zoom call, she's like, you're in, you're golden. So the next morning, we're all like, I can't even handle it. <laughs> yeah. So the, the next morning, where I'm like, come and get me and take me down the hallway to go get in the car to go to the castle. And the first person I see is Angelica. She was in my, and we went and picked up Quentin. And then we got to the car and Shelby was waiting on us in the car. Well, while we was getting on the elevator, Christian was getting off the elevator to go get somebody else in his group. And it was just like, I'm sizing up all these people. And then we get to talk a little bit. And they're like, man, I didn't even know I was on the cast until this morning. You know, I didn't even find out I was flying out here till last week. And I'm like, wow. I know for a month. They told me up front. So, and like hearing other people's podcasts, like Geraldine did a podcast with Brandy. And she's like, yeah, I didn't know until I got there. When I got there, there's like, there's no guarantee you're going to make it. And I was like, really? I did not have that same experience whatsoever. I knew a month before that I was flying to Scotland and I knew immediately when I got there that I was on the show. So I don't know what everyone else's process was like, but everyone says it was different than mine. So I'm hoping that means I was very well liked. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. They were like, okay, this one and let's cast around him. <laughs> yeah. Let's pick, let's, let's, let's pick the cringy one to like <laughs> call all the chaos and cry and everything. And then we'll just mm. pick everyone else. So. Listen, you want to talk about cringing and crying on reality TV we are two great people to talk to each other about it because listen, yes. honest to God. So as you're talking, I can't say a whole lot about my casting process. Yeah. I did have to apply, but holy, the similarities between what you did to get noticed and what I did to get noticed. I'm wondering like when your actual birthday is now, because I'm wondering, are we like separated <laughs> twins who, because Michael, it is, I mean, we'll, we'll chat later, but like, honestly, I think that's what people need to do. If you want to get cast on these shows, like my fever dream, or I guess the fever dream now feels like traitors because I've been there and I've been gone for so long, but, but like, in all honesty, like my dream show was big brother Canada. That's the one that I had been going yeah. out for. So same thing. I would follow a casting producer when that casting producer would tag somebody, I would follow the next one. When you were talking about that, I was like, is this the system? Did we just find the system. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I would do the exact same thing. So like, it's, you got to put yourself out there. Like just follow them and, and have conversations with these people. Like if they're public, I never, I don't think I've ever requested to follow a private person. Cause I'm like, if they have a, pri have you? Okay. I'm going to start. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> I usually just like, oh, it's a public profile. I'll follow them. They're expecting people to follow if it's public, you know? So yeah, yeah. it's just been, very, very similar process. I do want to say, what is it that you call your grandmother? I call her Mamma. Mamma? Mamma. Mamma? Mamma. Yeah, Mamma. Mamma. Okay. I love that. But I couldn't remember it. I was like, I want to say, I just want to say that uh, like a hundred percent. I know you said that you wish that she could see it. I know your faith too. 
she absolutely like I'm sorry you think she didn't have a hand in you getting picked and knowing a month ahead of time like come on yeah you know was, everything happens what, you know yeah and what made it so crazy is um whenever I got there we um they took our phones and everything we didn't have access to anything but they gave us like a like a little whatever they're called like a little roku i guess so that we could watch uh, netflix or something in our hotel room and sequester but we didn't have access to nothing they gave us a burner phone um that did not even have internet access and so we used the whatsapp to call home and so i called home and um, my people that i talked to my friends my family i'm like google everything you can about this show and so um, (laughs) so my wife My wife called me like maybe three hours before midnight the night before. And she's like, oh, my God, they just announced there's going to be 10 reality TV icons. I'm like flipping Google who you think it might be. Go to Boston Rob's Instagram. Go to Poverty's Instagram. Go to Ceree's Instagram. Find out who it is. And so um, she was looking at everybody and she's like, I don't know, Boston Rob's packing a suitcase. And I'm like, oh my God. And so, so you didn't say I don't know. That, so right? I did. No, I did not. Cause I did have a heads up that it was going to be 10 reality TV icons, but I had no idea who I was assuming Boston Rob. And mm-hmm. then um, I got to thinking on my Zoom, they were asking me if I was a Big Brother fan. And I was like, do you like Dan Eastland? And so I was like, oh my God, Dan's going to be here. Dan's going to be here and Boston Rob's going to be here. And so um, my researcher came in that night to tell everyone, you know, good night. We're waking up super early. And so I told her, I said, uh, a little birdie told me that there was going to be 10 reality TV. I, I don't know why, but I have a googly eye in my pocket. Do you say, I don't, I don't know. I just found that in my pocket. I was like, what is this in my pocket? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so I told, the, I told the researcher, I'm like, we're on the street. And she's like, really? She's like, well, let me let you in a little secret. Keep that hush hush. Because if you do happen to know a big twist, it may be a big downer that you already know about it. So just don't mention that. But just between us, who is a big name for you? Who do you want to see? And I was like, oh, my God, Rachel Riley from Big Brother. I would die if Rachel Riley was there. And she just smiled at me. And I'm like, don't, don't, you can't tease me. You can't tease me. And so we get there and I was the very first person on the train because they didn't show this. They show very like 0.2 nanoseconds of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's been officially announced. I'm well, not like officially by Peacock, but like it's out there as to why we can talk about it later. But um, as to why that wasn't shown. Um, but anyway, um, we, I was the very first one on the train. We rode the Harry Potter train. It was the Hogwarts Express. It was super cool. Amazing. And so, um, yeah. And so I get on the train, and there's little tickets that has people's names in the train car. And I was in a four-person booth, and Andy sat down next to me, and in front of me said, Sari and Rachel. And I was dying. I was like, oh, my God. So I look at Andy, and I'm like, "What? what is, what is do you know how to pronounce that name? And she's like, theory or they're like theory, sorry. <laughs> they're, they're like theory and i'm like you don't even know just just hush. you don't even you don't even know don't not even theory know. how dare and, you <laughs> yeah and so um yeah the producer came back and is like can we get that again that was really good can you guys keep talking about that and i'm like absolutely i can talk <laughs> about three all day long and i was like but i swear to god if it's a little white girl from kansas i'm gonna be so <laughs> mad right now like, i'm gonna be so mad and so when we pulled up to the um, 
the train station to pick up the sled. I looked out the window and I was like, oh my God. And I just like melted into the floor. And I look over at Andy and they're like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, it's serene. I can't breathe. It's serene. And they're like, it's just a person. I'm like, you don't understand. You don't (laughs) understand. Serene's the whole reason I applied. Wow. And so it was just like a full circle moment for me. Um, yeah, it was, I spilt my water and I was like, oh God, what if Tariq gets on? She steps my water, she steps and falls, she breaks the hip. She's medically, she's medically evacuated day one because of me. And Andy's like, I think, I think you're overreacting. And I'm like, oh God, you don't I even think know. you're underreacting, she, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they only knew how, how bad of an overreactor I was in the game, then yeah, that was their head up, their heads up that I was, you know, I am who I am. But it was, it was a lot of fun. It's a big full circle moment for me though. It really was. That's wild. See, to me, I look at that as the universe putting in the work. Like that is, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you you were watching that as a young child. Ceres the reason that you apply all of a sudden, like you're there. Like that's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I, my I God. Really enjoyed it. I love that. So Sari and Rachel were obviously the two that you were most excited. Did you know everybody? Like, did, like I knew everybody. All the reality stars. I did. I knew all the reality stars. I didn't know um, Brandy's name, but I knew mm-hmm. Brandy's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know who Kate or Reza was because I don't watch the Bravo shows. Um, and I didn't know who Kyle was. So Kate, Reza, and Kyle, I had no idea who they were. Lord, did I know those were the ones to prepare for. But it's really, really funny because Kate was on the plane in front of me. Like she sat directly in front of me. And it was really funny because before takeoff, like, I love the window seat, but in this particular seat, the back of her seat was in the middle of the window. So I had to lean up like this and look yeah. out the window. And I was like just bored tapping like that on the window. And she's like, can you stop? Stop like, it. Somebody the B word today. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. And so the lady next to me, for some reason, her husband was in front of her sitting next to Kate. And I asked her, I was like, do you want me to swap him seat? So me and Kate were literally like almost sitting beside of each other. Cause I was like, can I, you want me to swap him seat? And she's like, ah, no, nah, that's okay. I know you want the window. I'm like, I do want the window. And then when we got there, like when we, like we had a down moment from filming and I was telling Kate, um, I was like, you know, you were there. And she's like, did you hear me telling the guy next to me that we was going to be filming? I was like, no, I didn't. But that's so crazy. Cause I almost was that guy that you could have been telling about. But I didn't know wow. she was a celeb. I wasn't telling nobody what I was doing because I was mm-hmm. like, they may be a member of production and I'm not going to be like, I want to film a reality show. Yeah, they could be a plant to just, yeah, and then be like, I'm sorry, know. you breached your contract, you're out. Yeah, like, I wasn't telling nobody. I was paranoid too, but now, I was the same way. Yeah, but now Amanda, I, I'm talking this whole thing. Just, yeah, just no, listen, pro. I've, I've, I'm, just, I'm, I'm here to listen. Like, I'm so interested. <laughs> There's not much I'm allowed to talk about for my show. So I just want to listen to you and then we can talk about life, but you carry on. <laughs> yeah. And so Amanda, she's the one who was eliminated due to COVID. She's a, she's probably my best friend. I, actually, she is my best friend. And so we were talking about our experiences and she's like, yeah, whenever I came, another one of the new faces uh, was on my flight and you could hear her all over the plane. I'm going to film a reality show. And so I was like sizing her up. Like, and she's like, we got off and I'm like, wow, I would have never I would have mm-hmm. never in 10,000 lifetimes risked that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so a lot of people have loose lips, I guess. But That's I, crazy I to me. Yeah, no, I was the same way. I was like, I'm going away. I think like my husband knew. My dad called my husband 
like three or four days. Well, I guess after four days, I was back home. But like after I had gone, I was gone like a day or two. And my dad was like, okay, she's not answering my messages. She's not calling me back. Like, and I had said to them, I think I told everybody I was going on like a yoga retreat, which is so not me. Like I'll do fitness or something. But I was like, no, it's like this retreat. And like, they're going to take my phone. It's going to be so great. I'm going to unplug. And everybody was like, "Mm, that's not believable. Am I frozen again? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you are. Uh, But you can hear me. It's just the camera. I can hear you though. I can hear you just fine. Yeah. All right, we'll just leave it's a, that. It's a lovely that, shot. That, that you, gorgeous, a- uh, sexy picture. Oh, she's gone. Okay. <laughs> I think it's my camera that I'm having issues with. So that's fine. So YouTube will be annoyed and audio will be annoyed with me talking about it. So, okay. Um, but yeah, my dad called my husband and was like, okay, why is she not answering our calls? And, uh, and Drew was just like, I don't know. She's safe. All I can tell you is that she's safe. And he was <laughs> like, and that I'm legally not allowed to talk about it. And he kind of gave him like, I think he gave him like a wink. Like I'm legally not allowed to talk about it. I gave him like a little wink. And my dad was like, oh, okay. Is she on Big Brother? Now, okay. American Big Brother was getting ready to start. Canadian Big Brother, I think, is like ramping up now. But my dad has known that I've been trying for Big Brother for so long. He doesn't watch it. So he just assumed if I was gone away that I was going to be on like the American Big Brother that they were filming in the summer. (laughs) I was just like... No, that's not what happened. But yeah, four days later, I was back home anyway. So I was like, oh, I just went away for work. And like, he just kept trying to get it out of me. And I would just be like, no, I just got away for work. I don't want to talk about it. Please stop asking that's me. Like, yeah, but it was so like, what I will say, Yeah, absolutely. And I will say like, I absolutely loved you. Like I loved you. And I would much rather, um, and unfortunately, we see it a lot. We see people who are like under the radar, floaters, sheep, as you will. They make it really far in these games because they don't speak up. And people say, I don't really care about them. They're not a target. There's They're no reason to grab this person. And I would much rather be the person who took full advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I spoke up and I cried and I said cringy things and I made things awkward and I fought for myself and I yelled and I said embarrassing stuff than the one who said nothing. 100%. And yeah, we had, well, I don't want to say we had a lot of people like that. I mean, we did, but like every show does not just, mm-hmm. you know, to try, but every show does. And it's like, I watched it back. And I'm like, what did you possibly say to get through the casting process? Like, <laughs> what did you do to make them be like, that's the one because you're done, you know? And so um, I will say hats off to you. You were very, very entertaining and very enjoyable. So thank you so much. I had the most fun. So all I was thinking, and I think this is why I got figured out so early because I am also a fan of, I'm not a fan of every reality TV show, but I'm turning into one now. I'm like starting to watch it all, but like, I've just always been a fan of like big brother. And then the circle, I really enjoyed the circle, the traders. Like I like that social strategy, manipulating kind of game throw in a little bit of physical and you know Bob's your uncle so when I was there all I was thinking was like what an opportunity I have like I I remember because my car like when we pulled up because we I arrived on a boat I got half the cast was on a boat so it was like five non-celebrities and five celebrities all met on a boat and then there was another 10 people who was half and half that like came in their Nissans and like met us at the manor so when I was getting on the boat I remember I saw they had Kevin and Koozie both on the boat and fierce. And I remember I was like, I saw fierce and I was like, okay, I don't know who this person is because I live under a rock, but I was like, 
I feel like she's a celebrity. <laughs> but you're the <laughs> best one like, under it. She was full drag, right? And but I looked at Koozie yeah. and I was like, oh my God, Koozie's here. Like she was on Big Brother last year. I she was my winner pick. Like I rooted for her. I was like, holy shit. And then I saw Kevin Martin and I was like, why didn't they give me Kevin Jacobs? <laughs> not really. Not really. I do love Kevin Jacobs. He's my favorite. But no, when I saw Kevin Martin, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like these are icons. And I just remember being on the boat and sitting between them and just thinking, am I really here? Like is little old, you know, housewife realtor on this tiny island in Canada on this reality show? Like, did I really put myself here? I just was so proud that nothing was going to bring me down. So then when I'm there and they're like picking, I knew I was going to be a trader. Like nobody told me they didn't pick until I got there, but like my bones like my bones knew I was going to be a trader. Like I got there and I was like, this is it. And they sat me next to Kevin at the round table. And I remember thinking when they, we put our blindfolds on, when I realized I was sat next to Kevin, I was disappointed because I was like, it's either going to be him or me. I, I honest to God, I was, I was sure I was going to be a trader. And I really thought Kevin was also going to get picked. So when they sat him next to me, I was like, there's no way they're sitting two traders next to each other. So I think it's either going to be, he's going to be a trader or I'm going to be a trader. And then I got picked, yeah. lost my mind internally. I don't even think I was thinking about like, don't breathe too heavy and all this. I still am like, Kevin, did you hear me squeal or something? Like when she tapped me, like, did you come on? Like, what did I really change? Or could you just tell because you heard her tap me? Like something's got to get, yeah. but yeah, it was just, it was a life-changing moment. And then I was like, oh my God, like, out of all these 20 people, three of us are traders. I knew it was going to at least be one reality show. So I was like, okay, or probably two. And I just could not believe that I was the civilian who got picked for this main casting role. Like that was honest to God, like a dream come true. So the yeah. last thing I was going to do was be quiet, like in the cars. Yeah. I, I know Kevin was like, you were painfully obvious, but I, I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk game. I like, we were in the cars and everybody be quiet. And then they'd come on production and be like, Hey guys, um, you know, just so you know how this works, like we're headed to the mission. You're allowed to talk about your game. Like you're allowed to talk about your, your, like they didn't, you know, they didn't say talk about this, but they're like, Hey, you know, if you could talk to each other, yeah. we're going, cause we're filming. And, uh, so I would be like, I, so I'd sit there I'm like, guys, so who do you think it is? So like, and I guess, you know, that kind of outed me. I don't know. I was just trying to get the ball rolling and get some game talk going on. Yeah. And then, you know, when I found out that it was me, there's a lot that got cut of like cringy, yeah. cringy, yeah, there, cringy yes. moments. <laughs> like when I saw it, because there's like- Unfortunately, the all mine made it. Oh, dude, <laughs> all my non-cringy. You were all such good All my non-cringy got cut. My favorite was like just you yelling. Every time I hear the name, my my daughter's preschool teacher is named uh, Miss Geraldine. And I thought of you. And I was like, how funny is that? That like her name is Geraldine. I met her yesterday. I'm talking with you today. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was just such an honor. So like when I was there, I was like, I will cry. I will send home my best friend. Like, I don't care. Like Colin and I really connected, but I threw him under the best bus, like faster than anything because- I needed to save yeah. my butt. I threw out like the day that I went home. My biggest mistake was that I threw out Koozie's name. She was trying to get Rick out and I didn't know she was trying to get Rick out. And I was trying to save myself. So I threw out Koozie, Kevin, Crystal and Fierce. And I was like, Hey, pick one. So I just, and I started yeah. making up stories about everybody. <laughs> so like, yeah, but like when I went out, it's cause <laughs> I, I went down swinging and I was sad. Cause I actually said that in my confessional at one point, they're like, you know, 
how do you feel? What do you think is going to happen? Whatever. And I just remember I like looked at, I was like, why didn't that make it in? Cause I looked and I was like, I'll tell you one thing. If I'm going home, I am not going home without a fight. Like I am going down swinging. They'll have to take yeah. me out kicking, screaming. And I did like, you don't see the round table, but man, we went at it at that round table. That was like, I want, you know what I want? I want a TV show, a traders TV show or web series of uncut roundtable footage. Just three yes. hours, whatever. Yes, absolutely. Great? Like that would be so cool. So it would be, yeah. It was ours was pretty fiery. Ours ours had its moments. So yeah, yeah. It was, what it was pretty intense. Position were you when you left? Like, what order did you go out? In banishment, uh, like how many banishment? There was Geraldine went home I was before the, you. I was the third banishment. And okay. the sixth, the sixth eliminated in total, but the third I, banishment. I was the second. <laughs> we were yeah. very close. So how did things change for you since the show? Uh, well, when I got home, I'm from a very small town. Like mm-hmm. if you Google my hometown, um, it was ranked the sixth hardest place to live. Actually, no, it was ranked the sixth poorest county in the entire nation. And it was ranked the hardest place to live by the New York Times just because it's so like poverty stricken. And yeah. um, obviously, I don't know if you watch American Idol because you're not American. But like um, back in the day, whenever Simon Cowell and all them was on American Idol, they threw this segment called Idol Gives Back where they would take celebrities to certain poor, rural, underdeveloped areas in the, in the United States. And they would like bring in and bring put a spotlight on it and like do a bunch of charity work in that area. They used to come to my hometown every single year. Jennifer Garner came to my hometown and wow. like read to the kids at school and like built houses for people. I mean, it's it's your stereotypical. You drive down the road and there's like a washer and dryer on the front porch and an old Trans Am on cinder blocks. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm starting to reconsider. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like that too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one of those towns. Um, and so when I got home, I got my own day. Uh, so January 12th is Michael Davidson day in my town. And so, yeah. And so it was just so a lot cool. of, I didn't have my passport. I never traveled. I got my passport specifically for the show. I mm-hmm. totally lied during the casting process and said I did have it. I did not have it. Um, and I applied and got it expedited for like 400 bucks. Yeah, um, so I got it. Yeah. in like two weeks it came in. I was like, I told you I had it. And I did not have it. I hadn't even applied for it. Oh my God. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just been like insane. I've been afforded a lot of travel opportunities, um, Mm -hmm. doing a lot of cool things, meeting a lot of new people. Um, I've talked to Janelle. I talked to Erica and Koozie and Leroy, you know, like I'm just, I don't know. It's just been like, as a reality TV fan, Having people like Janelle send me a DM, be like, "Bro, I loved you." It was like, "Oh my god!" So like funny. honestly, so okay, that's <laughs> how I felt. I, there was a poll. There's like a reality show um, account that I follow on Instagram, and yeah. they put up a poll one day, and it was like, "Who's your favorite trader for Traders Canada?" And of course, I picked myself. Um, and then I DM to something and, and I was like, you know, uh, cause I think like koozie was number one or something. And I was like, well, you know, that tracks, if it can't be me, I'm okay with being koozie. And, um, he screenshot Rachel Riley's answer and it, Rachel Riley had picked me. Well, really? my day was, I've, I'm still talking about it. Like I, 
was over the moon. I think I wrote you like right after that when I was like, hey, can you like text Rachel for me? Um, But like, honest <laughs> to God, like when I got that message, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I'm Rachel Riley's favorite on the show. I was like, I gotta be doing something right. Like, this is ridiculous. So anyway, that made my day. I can't imagine what I would do if Janelle ever wrote me because it'd be the same. Well, of course, Rachel didn't actually write me. She just liked me on the show. Allegedly, she also could have been like trying to hit Koozie and accidentally hit Melissa, but still, it showed up. <laughs> So I was thrilled. And then, yeah, so like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take that. I'm a huge fan, right? So like, that's been the coolest, I think, is like connecting with people from these shows who mm. you never, they never write you back otherwise. Like there was no other kind of people that I've been chatting with, like, and I'm friends with um, Tina from season nine and Tara. Like that was just through my own, um, I call it stalking. But basically when I had my last podcast, I used to recap Big Brother Canada so that's when I first was introduced yeah. to Tina. She did a podcast episode with us. And then we wore her down until she agreed to like be my friend. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so yeah, when Tara came to town, she introduced us to her and we became friends, you know, after I forced her. But I love that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So isn't it so cool though? It it like it's funny because like whenever um we first got home from filming um Rachel had I was talking to Amanda and she was with Rachel for something and so Rachel's like you know where's where's my text message why don't you talk to me you know like Rachel like please don't take this the wrong way I love you with my whole heart but I'm having pinch me moments right now yeah I'm still feeling like oh my god I'm just this little loser fan that she's saying hi to out of pity because she wants to be nice to her fan. It's mm-hmm. not clicked to me yet. It's not quite yet registered that we're friends, yeah. you know? And so I remember like before the reunion show, I was in my kitchen one day and she called me and I'm like, who is that? Oh my God, I got to stop what I'm doing. <laughs> Turn the stove off. Can't be burning potatoes, but I'm not letting this call go voicemail. And so it was just like, I don't know, we text almost every day now. You know, yeah. I actually was talking to her this morning, but it's it's just mind-blowing to me because, you know, like I said, I can remember being a little kid and like my family, um, I don't have any family. I don't. Like um, just my kids is the only family I've got. And so my mama raised me. She passed away in 2016 and we wasn't physically able to do anything. We never went anywhere. We never did anything. We watched TV together. And so it's kind of like I escaped the reality of my life through reality TV. It was what I bonded over with my mama. That was our thing. We sat down and watched TV together. And I can remember watching Rachel and loving her because nobody on her season liked her nobody liked her and she didn't yeah she did not care to defend herself she spoke up she stood up for herself and she fought dang hard to make it as far as she did and then came back the same thing happened her second time playing and ended up winning Mm -hmm. and so that was one thing that I kept thinking about the whole time that I was playing um, because I am cringy. I didn't want to go home first. I was humiliated at the thought of going home first. So when Amanda told me that Geraldine was gunning for me, it was like, oh, absolutely not, honey. It's me mm-hmm. or you and you're going home. Like, mm-hmm. I will not go home first. And had I, like, calmed down for a second and sat back and thought about it, it wouldn't have been good TV, so I'm glad I didn't. I'm but, glad like, you didn't. I probably would have handled that a little bit. <laughs> and, but you know what? I mean, like, looking- good players are boring. <laughs> the calm cool collected like fun players like chaos like you want chaotic energy like television 
is is big it's everything personified right like these people who like you say slide to the end like like it's what makes koozie so much fun to watch because she's a she's a good player but she's also like chaotic and messy but like not messy like she's calculated sorry not messy but like she can be messy if she gets a little bit too like frustrated if you piss her off like don't mess with her kind of situation and like i i love Mm -hmm. that energy right like it's why she has such a good following same with rachel rachel didn't give a shit (laughs) like grab your life fast like she's coming for you absolutely it's like listen honey i'm messy but i ain't riding coattails like mm-hmm. I may be messy, but I ain't riding the dad burn thinking coattail one. Get around somewhere. And so yeah, but no, the whole time I was I was thinking about Rachel. Like it was like everybody was coming for me because I screwed up my own fault. But it was like, you know what? I can sit here and be quiet, or I can sit here and I can be like people that I've watched. I can be Rachel Riley and defend mm-hmm. myself right here. And so I'm very proud of myself. I have no regrets because I, I defended myself. And I survived. I survived two of them, you know, by the skin of my teeth. But I did survive two of them. And so these shows, shows, I'm very proud of you because like it's such a big cast. And with two people going home, Mm -hmm. like minimum a night, the fact that you are a memorable player, like is just what like like that's the thing that people say to me. I'm like, oh, you know, I went home early and they're like, but dude, there's 20 people. I'm still trying to learn people's names. And like you were gone episode three and I still remember you. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. huge. And same with you. Four, like episode, was, four. episode four. I, episode I'm four. Episode four. I'm at me. I was gone episode three, but like that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. We'll, br- we'll bring it back to you, Michael. That's fine. <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, like exactly. Like you were gone episode oh. four and I remembered you. You know what I mean? Like I remembered you like before yeah. my season started. And there's a lot of like cast that was on your show that I have to be reminded of where I'm like, oh yeah, that person. Yeah. Because they, you know, maybe they didn't even skate through like in the background they just didn't get the airtime and it was because maybe they weren't messy and crazy enough like sometimes you gotta stand out you know whether it's good or bad (laughs) yeah it's funny because like i kind of knew who would go into what category because Mm -hmm. whenever me and amanda got home we would talk every single day and she's like so how do you think this person's going to do what do you think the edit's going to be and i remember running down the list with her and i was like okay this person's the villain this person's going to be hated by america this person's going to be loved this person's going to be invisible this person's mm-hmm. going to be frustrating you know and i remember and i was right on every one of them and we yeah. was talking about it and she's like it's so funny because he said it because like, i'm a fan i'm a fan you know, i was you there it. yeah i was there and it was like this is going to be a storyline this is going to be tv this is going because like being one vote separating me and the person who went home, I knew that there was going to be something that led to that dramatic moment. So it was going to be my cringy moment with Kate running through the woods. You know, you better get rid of her. I'm getting rid of you. You know, I knew, I knew those things would make it. And so, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was super fun experience of a lifetime. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Hope I get the opportunity to one day. Um, but yeah, I could kind of pick up up on that and so my advice to anyone who would ever play traders or any reality show whatsoever speak up speak mm-hmm. up never stay quiet no matter what happens do not stay quiet so, the okay. embarrassing moments pass too like you're watching your show like this like you have your hands over your face when you're watching it but honestly like after that it becomes fun like i feel like you really have to lean into it you know what I mean? If you're going to be going Absolutely. on these shows, you have to be able to take a joke. You have to be able to make fun of yourself. You have to be able to lean into whatever character gets portrayed of you because that's it. It just is what it is. Right. So like 
I, I'm the bad actress. Like I am the absolute worst. <laughs> like that's what people carry every podcast I've been on. They're like, so have you gotten better at acting? Like I wasn't a hired actress. If I was a hired actress, I wouldn't be doing reality TV. Like, come on. Right. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know how to not be a traitor or whatever. Like, but you, like I leaned into yeah. it. So then I'd, I'd start podcasts where I'd be like, oh, well, you know, like I, didn't get my acting lessons before I went or whatever, just because you have to throw it out there and be yourself and understand that you can be the butt of the joke. You know what I mean? Like you're still alive. It's yeah. like, you're, you're good. I agree. There's so many people and they're like, it was the editing. And I'm like, well, you know, editing <laughs> does play a big factor in a lot of things. And, and, and there is some cut and splice that goes into editing. Everyone knows that. But had I not done it, it wouldn't be on the editing room floor to begin with. You know exactly. what I mean? So just own it. I mean, it was good TV. So, you know, not to mention if you're dogging the editors and the production staff, you're probably not getting them invite back. <laughs> but, 100%. I mean, I own it. I own <laughs> like, it completely. I was a mess, honey. I so. think even if they made me look messier, because they could have, like, I remember I texted Leroy when they had, oh yeah, when they had like a, a just a clip of like mine and his conversation where um I'm just like giving him these big puppy dog eyes, like, you're going to vote me out? Um, I texted him when I saw that preview and I screenshot my face and I was like, this right here is going to be a crazy scene. And he was like, how are you feeling for that scene? Because me and him were actually talking for like, oh my God, it had to be an hour. And like, that was when I started my breakdown because I, I had trusted him yeah. and he, like, I don't know if it's just the type of guy that he is, but he like looked at me and was like, you know, like he gave me the look, like I'm voting you out. And that was when I realized that all my hopes and dreams are crashing in front of me. So I start talking to him and then I start trying to like backpedal and explain why I'm not a traitor. And then I start to unravel and I start to cry. And then I actually go in and I like haul fierce aside and I'm like, this is what's going on. I have like all these people gathered around me and then I start crying and I'm like, oh, I think it's Crystal and Crystal's behind me. Like it was a mess, a complete mess. And I think the only reason that they didn't use it is because they made us stop the game because we had to go for lunch. And I'm like, literally like, okay, yeah. I'll stop. And I'm like screeching because I know I'm going. And it was just like, then I had like after lunch to try and like convince people, but we weren't allowed to talk about the game. And uh, so it was the round table that was my only opportunity to turn people after that. So like, they made yeah. me look pretty good compared to how I could have looked like, the conversation even with me <laughs> it looked like just like a quick little thing where I was like, oh, okay, you're you're gonna vote me out. I'm gonna go over here and like talk the mic. But like, oh dude, that could have been so much worse. <gasps> I love that. I do, I love that. Yeah. So um is Big Brother like the only show? Like what kind of reality shows do you have in Canada? Because I'm gonna be completely honest with you, I've never heard of none of those shows that those 10 people are from except for Big Brother Survivor and Drag Race, just because yeah. they're so popular. But the other ones, I've never heard of those. So the one Leroy in apparently was an American show. It's called The Brigade. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I didn't either. He told me about it, but I think you can get it here. So I am going to watch it, Leroy, if you're watching. I'm sorry, I haven't watched it yet, but I will. Um, Dom was on a thing called Game of Homes, but apparently that only lasted like two seasons back in like 2013. So that was a little while ago. I don't remember that. Um, May was on MasterChef. You guys have MasterChef. I've heard of MasterChef. Yeah, we have MasterChef. Yeah, yeah. So she's so, on MasterChef Canada. We got, we got to go back. We got we to gotta go back. I'm not going to ask you the obvious question about Dom. I'm going to say, if he was on a two-season show in 2013, how iconic must he have been to be remembered Dude. 10 years later? So I'm going to have from, to go find this show and watch him. You he need was, to get the he clips. He was not. Yeah, I, I need to because he, 
he's not memorable for me on this show, but obviously it makes sense why, because he was eliminated without, you know, a big dramatic exit. So yeah. the same thing happened with Amanda. She was not eliminated game format. So she just mm -hmm. basically was wrote off. Um, so I'm going to have to go find him because the fact that he's remembered 10 years later from a two season show just instantly is like, he's one, he's entertaining. He's got to be good. So yeah, I have to so go find that. The clips yeah. I've seen of him, he's very fiery <laughs> like like he like he's oh, okay. funny like not a bad way like just in a like like the renovation isn't going my way so he's got like a quick fuse kind of thing but like in an entertaining like yeah. really comical kind of way and like even on the show i would just be laughing because i was just dom was like one of my guys right like he was one that i absolutely knew believed that i was a faithful like like we were we were tight and i remember like sitting and talking to him and i was like dom tell me what happened because this big dramatic thing happened with like donna and colin like first episode and i'm like oh tell me what happened like trying to get in on the gossip and he's just sat there because he's just he's got like high morals and high values and i'm like what are you doing on the show and he's just sat there <laughs> and he's like folded his arms he's like listen I am not going to go talking about anybody behind their back. He's like, I'm not here for gossip. That is not me. He said, I will talk to you about your family. I will talk to you about my life, but I'm not going to do this. He said, she said stuff. And I'm just like, I remember going, okay, I'll, I'll respect that. Trying to play the game. But in my head, I'm like, why are you here? Why are you here? <laughs> right. So it actually took him a couple of days before he was like, okay, I'm going to jump in. But like, even when he wasn't, quote unquote, playing the game, he was still playing the game. So he wasn't spreading rumors. Yeah. He wasn't playing like the whisper game, but he was still trying to find the traders and like giving out his theories and everything. And he was just, the, the only way I can describe Dom is a character, just a really yeah. fun character. Like you definitely, I'm, I'll get him to like, see if he can send us some links for, for his other show. Yeah. I, I, have, I have to go find the show for sure. Cause the, like I said, the fact that he was remembered 10 years later is like, okay, there's something about him that's good TV. I need yeah. to go watch that. But like you were talking about like the connections and not talking about people. Listen, first, let me just say, I hope Mike wins. I really do. <laughs> um, I Because the guy's been a traitor and he's worked his tail off and he's outlasted the original two. I know he's going to recruit and that last minute recruit usually does really well. So I actually reached out to him and I was like, bro, you deserve this. You better choose wisely. I know you chose like four months ago and it's already over, but you better choose wisely. Um, but so I've been talking to Mike. I really like Mike a lot and I do hope he wins because I think he deserves the win. Um, but I was thinking about like Sari, she had these bonds with people. She formed very tight-knit, close personal relationships. And you don't really see it from anybody else on our show. It didn't make the edit except for hers because obviously it tied into a storyline. Mm -hmm. But um, I noticed on the last episode, Mike at the round table was like, you know, I, I kind of talked to everybody. I don't have this type bond. You know, I don't have this and that and this and that. Like you and Gurleen do talking to Koozie. And so was there type bonds on your show? Because like me and Christian were like this. Me and Christian were never voting against each other. We were tight. Mm -hmm. and so did you guys have that that just didn't make air that was what i was trying to do so that was my game strategy <laughs> going into it because i was like okay i'm a big brother fan i'm gonna go into this show i'm gonna make really close relationships so that you know even though i am a trader even if i am a trader people won't want to vote me out because i figure if you make yeah. the close bonds and then as you get closer to the end they're going to trust you like you need to build trust it's a game about deceit and you cannot deceive someone unless they trust you so that was my goal going into it so 
there were close bonds. Um, I think my closest was Donna, honestly, and I was going to cut her first day. Uh, but I ended up getting really, really close to her. And then I was like, okay, I should keep her around because <laughs> she's the only one who's like, really. her and Dom were the people that like really trusted me and Travon. I clicked really well with Travon, yeah. but like, yeah, like Travon and Mel A, they were like, you know, completely stuck together, like not stuck together, but like they bonded really well. Like you saw, he had quite the episode when she got um, eliminated. Koozie yeah. got along. Koozie had some Sari type relationships. Like she did. She had like the mist, the Sari mist that she has. Koozie had that a lot. Like there was a lot yeah. of people that she just like. They just didn't think like, look at Donna. Donna's like, it can't be Koozie. It just cannot be Koozie. Like she made some really good bonds. Um, I don't know if I can think of anybody else offhand. Uh, like I always thought Leroy was making bonds with people, but I think he's just really hard to read because like, I thought him and Rick were tight. I thought him and Kevin were tight. I thought I was tight with them. You know, I thought him and Crystal were really tight. They like got along really well. Crystal and Mary were tight. I don't know. I can go through 20 people now. I'm trying to think about uh, it. I, I love yeah, I loved how like sassy Crystal was. I really want to oh, yeah. see Crystal again. I really mm -hmm. do. Like as a fan, I want to see Crystal on on another show because she was sassy, and I love sassy. You know, mm -hmm. like there's there's sassy and there's mean, and like I had mean women. I had a bunch of old mean women on you did. our show. Yeah. We had the housewives, yeah. and that they they were cruel. I mean, yeah. they were cold hearted. And had no moral standard whatsoever to get airtime. Um, but now there's some people who are just sassy and yeah. not fall into that mean category. And I feel like Crystal was very sassy. And I, I want to see her again. Because I feel like right when she came alive, she, she was, was yeah, she was out. So. Crystal was, me and Crystal really did connect immediately. Um, and then, you know, I got picked to be a trader, and she knew I was a trader, So she just kind of like detached. And I was yeah. acting different and she, and I think she detached because it was hurting her to like, yeah. know that she was going to vote me out. But like, she was so intuitive and I'm so upset that like a lot of her got cut at our round table. This is why I'm like, there needs to be a round table because me and her were honest to God, knocking heads. Like we were fighting yeah. each other at that round table where I was like, like, I think I told her to shut the F up at one point because like, when other people would talk, <laughs> she would be like, that's deflection. Oh yeah. Well uh, now I can definitely tell like, this is why, this is why she's a traitor. And she would like do these little side comments. And that's when I was like, Crystal, shut up. Like we, and then she would like come at me. Like we, we really did have like this crazy intense round table. And I'm so sad yeah. because I feel like the way that it got cut doesn't make a lot of sense for why other people voted for her either. It was like, it wasn't mm -hmm. me being like, oh, it's Crystal. So then like three other people decided to vote for her because I said her name. Like there was like, I provided evidence, but then she would like provide evidence about why I was a traitor. And then like, we would argue with each other and say this one. Like I said a couple of things about how like she told me to vote out Colin and uh, and Donna. Like, I don't, I can't remember exactly, but like there was something about Colin and Donna that I said. And she was like, that's a lie. And I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> we just kept like, it was like, who's who is almost like when you have like in a cartoon, when there's two people who are identical and one's a clone and they're like, I'm the real Spider-Man or whatever. Like it was kind of like that. Yeah. At the table. It was like, no, she's a traitor. I'm a traitor. It was, uh, it was wild. She's so keen. She picked up, I'm pretty sure on every single traitor. Yeah. And I mean, that's why she got out. But like, I would love to see her play another game.
So I'm not sure if you're allowed to answer this because your show is still airing you're under contract. But um, was there any moment that you were just floored didn't make it to air that you're like, oh, that was good TV or what in the world was going on? Why, is okay. this, why did this not make it? So I'm putting on my hair because I'm so warm. As you can tell, my face, see how red my face is? I'm like sweating. I thought it was going to be really warm or really cold. So I turned up my heat. Anyway. Now I'm too warm. So basically, um, when I was talking to Leroy at the end of the conversation that I had with him, I actually said to him, I was like, so like, there is no changing your mind. Like you are hundred percent voting me out. And he was like, well, it's never hundred percent. It's like 99. I was like, so you're 99% voting me out. And he just like, looked me in the eye. He's, he said, yes. And I was like, well, what the fuck am I doing? Still talking to you. And I turned and I walked away. And then I was like, that didn't make it. I was like, that was some good TV. <laughs> like, so yeah, that, that was that, that was like three means, snaps, you know. Yeah, and I was like, I was sassy pants there, and they didn't put in like what I had. So there was a couple of fight. It was it was honestly, I was mostly surprised at like the fighting that I did. Like I I had certain like I did a lot. Of, I fought hard, and I was surprised that yeah. my fights didn't make it. And I think it was just because of the time. Like I think they just you know there was a time restrict to get everything in the episode they just can't air everything so you know they had it go yeah. whatever way they needed it to go or fit every what they could in but yeah there was just like a lot of fights and there was one time um the night before at the round table where everybody was kind of like on donna and colin and donna is a lot like she's got like so much energy and she's just like so excited and she's a lot like myself that's why we bonded and when she was at the round table, Mary had said to her, like, cause Donna was like, you know, why do you think I'm a traitor and all this? And Mary was like, Donna, I don't think you're a traitor, but like, you're, you're being too much. And what Mary was trying to convey was like, you know, you're in this game, you're making it so that people think that you're a traitor because you're such like this ball of energy, but it came out as like, Donna, you're too much, like lower your, your, you know, don't shine as bright kind of thing. And so that triggered me at the table. So like, I was very, very quiet. Like you can see in the first round table, I don't say a thing. Cause I was like, I'm getting like ambushed here tonight. Like I was so afraid I was going to get sent home that first night. So I didn't say much, but when yeah. Mary said that I like snapped. Cause I, there's just something like, I always, I'll always pick up for somebody who's like being told to tone it down. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. that's how I took it when Mary was like, you're being too much. And I just like snapped and I'm like, don't you say that she's being too much. And I was just like full on come out with it. And I just explained, I'm like, Donna, you shine or something like that. Like across the table, like, <laughs> her up and like, and then Mel a jumps in. She's like, yeah, that's right. Like that's the teacher in her. And like, she's got such a good, a good heart. She was just like, that's right, Melissa. Like, I also don't like when people say that you're too much, like you be who you are. And like, so we kind of like turned the table into like this, like positive circle. So I don't know if I'm surprised that, that didn't make it in, but I was like kind of disappointed <laughs> that it didn't make it in. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I understand yeah, that. But, it's funny because, yeah. like, our roundtables, there was a lot in our roundtables, too. Like, we saw the moment that Kate flipped her card over, you could tell that her own name was wrote. Um, mm -hmm. And then in episode four, like, if you look closely, there's an overhead shot of me writing. You can see that Kyle's name was wrote on my chalkboard, but I erased right. it and wrote Kate. And in the middle, like, me and Kyle got into a little bit of an argument, and half of the argument was shown. But I literally grabbed my chalkboard in the middle of the round table and just wrote his name down and flipped it over. Like, I'm ready to vote. And it just said, Kyle, I'm set like this. 
And <laughs> it went on for like 45 minutes. It went on for yeah. like 45 more minutes. And I'm like, my God, Alan, could you not have ended it on a good note? So I grabbed it and erased it real quick. And I looked over at Cody and I'm like, I'm so dramatic, ain't I? I'm emotionally unstable. He's like, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, could you not have ended it when I voted for Kyle? That I wouldn't have had to look so dumb. But yeah, it was, it was pretty embarrassing. I just grabbed it and erased it real oh. quick, but. Okay. Yeah, we had I'm a lot gonna, of moments like that, too. It's so good. It's like, that's why I'm like, we need uncut stuff. Like, I get that they're never going to do that. Yeah. But, like, how great would that be, you know? Be um. Good. So, okay, I won't keep it too much longer. I do want to ask the reunion show that you guys had. That wasn't planned, was it? That was, like, after the show it, aired, and, it was, like, crazy. Yeah, initially, it was not part of the plan. There was no talks of a reunion. And then the show was wildly successful. And they're like, people don't know what's going on. We're having a reunion. And so they flew us all to New York and um, they put us in separate hotels. We weren't even in the same hotel room or same hotel in That's general. Annoying. There was like five, yeah, there was like five of us in a hotel and they strategically put the five that they knew were already good friends. Like me and Amanda, Christian, Stephanie, and Geraldine and Rachel were all in a hotel together. But it was obvious that we all got along great. So mm -hmm. there was nothing that's like, okay, there's no drama between these people. They don't have time to hash it out. If they see each other in the lobby, they're going to hash it out on air. And so other people were like 20 miles uptown in wow. another hotel in different little sections. And so, yeah, the reunion show is really when Twitter fell in love with me. <laughs> yeah, because um, it was like, I don't know. I was just like, I'm so annoyed because we want one. But I'm yeah. like, we're not, we don't hate each other. We're too Canadian or something. I don't know. Like, there's just no, you know, there's a bit of drama, I will say. But it's it's since the show aired, actually, that there's been yeah. a little bit of drama where people are like watching the edit and they're like, so like, we've all got like a group text and people are like, hold on, what did you say in last night's episode? So, you know, there's a little bit of drama. So I'm like, come Dossie. on, TV. like, let's get a reunion going. But honestly, I think we're just too boring to get one. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, is it because we all get along? They don't want to give yeah. us a reunion? Because, like, I'll get mad about things that happen on the show on TV because, like, <laughs> there's real yeah. life me. Like, it was a television show. I'll let it go. But if you want to dig in and hash out the show, then we can hash out the show. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. That was what, you know, my little altercation that I had with Cody. Um, I, I talked to Cody when I got home. When mm -hmm. As soon as I got home, we reached out. We, we chatted several days quite a bit back and forth and you know he basically was like you know man I felt so bad for you you know I hated that everybody was gunning for you the show was taking an emotional toll on me um I felt awful I'm so sorry you you were great TV though you know nothing personal bro I love you and I was like you know love you too you know whatever and I didn't think anything of it but then watching the show you were talking about what you said in the edit watching the show back it was like I was okay with the fact that you brought up my name at the first round table, even though you saw me having a full-blown anxiety attack. I could barely breathe. I was bawling my eyes out, hyperventilating. I literally had to go see the psych about 20 minutes before the round table, and I just disappeared because I was having an anxiety attack. And so you saw that, and you knew that I wasn't a traitor. Like, you knew that I wasn't, and you very easily could have you know, diverted it to somebody else for the sake of me not hyperventilating and having a mental breakdown. But you called me out specifically and opened the round table with me. And so then I was like, you know what? Even then, Michael, no big deal. He, there's a quarter of a million dollars on the line. Anyone's going to do what they can do for a 
quarter million dollars. I was shady AF. You know what I mean? Mm. So whatever, just throw the attention on me. Nothing personal. Maybe I'm a shield. But then watching him in the traitor turret say, let's murder Michael. Okay, well, if I'm your shield, why are you wanting to murder me? Because yeah. you want to keep your shields. You don't murder them. So not only did you want to banish me, you also wanted to murder me. And Just so me it was like, why, why? What did I do to you? You know what I mean? So I do take it personal about the fact that you saw me have an anxiety attack. So then during the reunion show, I sat there very quietly. They edited it to make it look like I said my portion before his, but no, his comment was made before mine and I brought it up later. But what had happened was he was talking to Sari and he was very upset. He's like, you know, you were a traitor. You were a liar. You did this. You know, it very well could have been Rachel that went home, but you and Christian changed your votes and sent me home instead. And I was like, I know good and well, son, you are not sitting here yelling at this woman for playing the game and doing to you what you done to me. Like, you are not sitting here right now. And I sat there and I looked over at Azra, who was sitting beside me. And I was like, is he serious right now? And she's like, you know, I'm not going to say what she said because, you know, I don't want to hash anything <laughs> out in case he watches. But um, she she had very I don't know. I don't know if they're going to see this, Michael. i got to be completely honest yeah. with you. I don't know if they're going to sit down and watch this. <laughs> she, had, she had very similar uh, thoughts on it than I, as I did. And so then I saw, I looked over and the host, whatever his name is, Andy Cohen, he's like getting his little earpiece. Like, uh -huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Michael, and I knew that they heard me on the mic. They heard my imagine conversation and that opened up the door and I just let it all out. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, but Twitter loved me for it. Cause I guess Twitter hates Cody too. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, yeah, he's not good. great on Twitter. He's not very popular on Twitter. That's for sure. Yeah, no team Janelle, baby. But um, yeah. So why are him and Janelle like not friends? Um, during like, give me the, the off, during the most recent all-star season that they were on together, he targeted her, um, mm. just because she's like a strong physical player. She's like, she actually used to hold the record for the most comp wins and then somebody oh, in a recent season beat her. Um, so I think at the time she did hold the record for the most comp wins when they were on all-stars together. And so he just targeted her because she was a strong woman pretty much, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, and so I'm American something like that. And so that's whenever I let it out. I wasn't a bro or a dumb girl. I wasn't a co-F, you know? And right. so, yeah, whatever. But it makes for good is. TV. Listen, that's all that matters. You TV. want the good yeah. fucking TV, right? So, yeah, he, um, he unfollowed me actually after that. So, so you guys, I reached not... out to him and I was like, Hey, bro, no, we've not talked since. He unfollowed me. So I unfollowed him back. There was no sense of pretending we were friends or not. But I did reach out to him. <laughs> and oh, I was like, Bro, I, I'm you're a TV veteran. You're a TV veteran. I'm new at this. I mean, I thought I thought we was just making TV and he left yeah. me on red, didn't respond. So it, it is what it is. I will listen when it comes to so this. That's our drama. Like... Yeah, when it comes to this stuff, like you've got to lay it, you got to leave it all there. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. it's one of those things. Like you do it, and then you go get a beer after. That's what I'm hoping for, anyway. Is like yeah. my castmates. I'm like, okay, guys, when are we getting drinks? Like I wrote, like I like I talk to Kevin all the time. Like Kevin is the reason, like not the reason. I'm obviously the reason. I don't actually blame other people for my eviction. Like I got out because I said too much or did too much or whatever. Like I'm not gonna ever backtrack and be like, you're it's your fault. I'm gone. I will say it in interviews and stuff because yeah. it's funny. I'll put it up on my Instagram, like it's your fault, but like <laughs> it's not actually what I believe. You know what I mean? Like my belief system won't let me blame yeah. other people for my mistakes, right? But like when whenever like I talk to him, like 
we talk, I'll write them all the time when I'm watching the show. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this is going on. Oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Like, like we're friends. Do you know what I mean? Like I talked to him when I got home and I was like, okay, yeah. so if I'm ever on Big Brother, what should I change about my game? Because I obviously didn't do well on this one. And like, <laughs> like we've had these conversations, like we're, but like on, you know, um, Twitter and on Instagram and everything, I'm like, oh my God, Kevin Rotten, Robert Martin, it's your, the reason that I got evicted. And you know what I mean? Because it's fun. Yeah. But like, realistically, I don't take that yeah. to heart. I'm not like, he's the reason I was sent home. Cause I'm my name. Like, but yeah, no, okay. I get it. I feel like I've taken up all of your time. I have so many more questions that I want to talk to you about. So maybe we'll do like a two-parter because we really, oh, this wait. is a, tra- this ended up being a traitor's episode. <laughs> I know. We were supposed to talk about live. I was supposed to show you my, listen, if you're ever in the South, if you ever okay. move to a Southern state, you need one of these. This okay. is mandatory. It's a requirement to live in a Southern house. Um, it's basically like a cursive prayer, something about mm-hmm. Jesus um, mm-hmm. on like an old piece of like, I don't know, wood. They mm-hmm. go and everyone, it's like a live, laugh, love. Every Southern house has one of these. My house is not a farmhouse. I don't know why I have this, but it's just. It's, it's a requirement. It's, yeah, it's a requirement. It. And I just dropped my earbud again. This the thing keeps falling I have, out. But, I'll um, show you the one I have. Hang on. I've got this one. See, this is why, are we like kindred souls? So this is mine. It's in my office. <laughs> I love it's, it. It's like hardwood. My uh, my girlfriend got it for me after I like bought or I sold her, helped her buy a house. Basically, she got it to me like as a gift yeah. saying thank you. But it's uh, it's my favorite quote is never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it because the time will pass anyway, which is just Listen, isn't that such a good quote? That is a good um, quote. And it reminds me of something my mom used to tell me. She mm-hmm. would always say, um, I would, she'd be like, you need to go to school to be a doctor. And I was like, no, I don't want to be a doctor. It takes like 10 years to be a doctor. <laughs> so listen, 10 years is going to pass anyway, honey. May as well be rich in 10 years. And so obviously I didn't. So I, I dropped out of school. But um, yeah, so she would always years. say stuff like that too. Yeah, the time's going to pass anyway. Yeah, so. but it's true. It's up to us what we do with our time, right? So, Agreed. oh my God, we could get into another hour of this, but I will let you go. I will Has it been an hour? It's. I think it's been an hour. Yeah, if not more. I could totally keep going. Like, I, I mean, know, I could too. Yeah. We'll have another one. We'll have a part two. I'll say goodbye. Absolutely. We can have a little chat because I think I was going to tell you something. I can't remember. Oh yeah. Now I remember. So we'll say goodbye to the podcast because I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This is a little bit of a rough draft. I don't have like music cut or anything yet, but if you like the conversation, even if you don't, if you're just like me or Michael, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And who doesn't? (laughs) Who doesn't? So everybody listening to this, obviously better do it. Like and subscribe, um, share it with your friends, leave a comment. Not really sure what else to do because it's been a while since I've done this podcasting thing. So I'm just going to say goodbye and uh, maybe I'll come back in and re-edit this one day and add some things. So thank you, Michael, for coming on the show. Where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Michael Davidson underscore. So um, other than that, I think I have a TikTok and a Twitter um, I don't know my Twitter name or my login because I only created it when the show dropped. Um, but then it was just, it was messy and mean. Yeah. And I didn't, so I don't even know what my little handle is. I deleted the app. Um, I have TikTok. It's at motorcycle, like, you know, but it's spelled weird. It's like M-O-T-O-R-C-Y-C-H-A-E-L, like motorcycle and Michael come out. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm going to go I follow you I thought it was clever TikTok. at the time. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't really post that very much. Um, I don't use it very often either. I did post like a cooking video one time that went viral, so I go. 
got like 15,000 followers overnight over a broccoli recipe. Um, oh but other than that, I I'm, that, I'm mainly on Instagram. Instagram is where you need me at. And so. you post like awesome That's memes it. on Instagram too. Like, I think we bond over most of the memes that we post. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do post memes on my story a lot. I post it on yeah. my story so I don't aggravate people in my feed. But Yeah, yeah, I do the same yeah. thing. So. All right, well, thank you for being here and thank everybody for listening. Tune in next week when I have somebody else that I can't reveal yet because they're not booked. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>